Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. I remember as a boy, my father bringing home a fascinating toy. I guess you could call it a toy. My father's office was full of interesting things that he brought back from the many countries he visited and the interesting people he met in the course of an unusual and interesting life. But this was a simple box-like wooden frame. Sure, you can find one today with six steel balls about the size of large marbles lined up and each hanging from a nylon thread suspended from either side of the frame. And when you pull back one of the balls and let it swing and hit the second ball in the row, the last ball in the row of steel balls reacted and swung in the opposite direction, then swung back and hit the lineup of balls, and the first one would swing out again, and the balls would just clack back and forth, clack, 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 almost perpetually. You could pull away two balls and let them ram into the row, and two balls would jump away at the other end. Kind of hard to describe, but I hope you get the idea, and perhaps my good editor would be so kind as to put a sound effect in here that of this clack, clack, clacking going back and forth, because um, that would probably give you a pretty good concept of what I'm talking about here. But the bottom line is that this was a demonstration of the third law of Newton. You know, Sir Isaac Newton, who discovered the law of gravity, well, he also discovered the law of action-reaction in the physical universe, that when two bodies interact, they apply forces to one another that are equal in magnitude and opposite in direction. It is known as the law of action and reaction. Uh, Another example would be as you push a wall, the resistance you are feeling is the force the wall is exerting in the opposite direction. And if you punch that wall, it's probably going to hurt. Now look, you, as a living, breathing being, are not necessarily part of the physical universe, and life has its own laws as L. Ron Hubbard so precisely and painstakingly researched and codified for your benefit and for the benefit of all mankind. But there are parallels, and this he also clearly stated. And the parallels to the laws of action-reaction amongst living beings is very obvious and leads to possibly the simplest and one of the most effective bits of business advice we could give you and have ever given you, in fact. You know, it is our intention at BusinessWise with every episode to present the Hubbard Management System in small enough lessons that each can be simply applied. And that is our goal, in fact, for you to use the information that we present in these episodes and to be inspired by them to study Mr. Hubbard's work in this subject of management and administration dedicatedly and thoroughly so that you can become, if you're not already, one of the great movers and shakers for good on this chaotic but potentially wonderful planet. But this lesson is by far the simplest and possibly one of the most powerful we have ever given you. It is simply this, and this is a quote from Mr. Hubbard, try not to do things to others that you would not like them 
to do to you. Now, this is from a book by Mr. Hubbard. In 1981, Mr. Hubbard published what may be the first non-religious moral code based wholly on common sense. Over 100 million copies of this publication, which is entitled The Way to Happiness, has been distributed in over 110 languages and in more than 117 countries around the world. It has brought peace and calm wherever it has been disseminated. And uh, one thing I would encourage every listener to do is to find out how you too can distribute it on your business communication lines to customers, vendors, friends, neighbors, and associates. The more we can get this common sense moral code out there, the better for all of us. But anyway, so I am taking this lesson from this book. The book is arranged in precepts. That's P-R-E-C-E-P-T-S, precepts. These are rules or statements advising or laying down a principle or principles or a course of action regarding conduct. Directions meant as a rule or rules for conduct. So this is a book of precepts, this common sense moral code called The Way to Happiness. And number 19 The precept is try not to do things to others that you would not like them to do to you. Now, that probably sounds kind of familiar. If you're a Christian, this sounds an awful lot like the golden rule. And uh, this is one of the interesting things about religious concepts are often philosophic concepts and can easily be transposed over into a non-religious moral code because they're based on common sense or they're uh, based on truth. And uh, there's way too much of this going on right now of wiping out religious information as being perhaps dogma or something like that. No, a lot of this material from whatever religion, from Hinduism, from Islam, from Christianity, from Buddhism, you know, there's, there's tremendous truth in all these bodies of knowledge, and it's uh, something can be learned from all those things, and I guess it's best if it's expressed in a secular or non-religious format, if it's going to be relayed into a business venue, particularly today with, uh, you know, so much emphasis on religious rights or the right to have no religion, I guess. So, You know, when a person is trying to bring about a better working environment by suggesting that people follow a Christian principle like the golden rule, do unto others as you would have others do unto you, I suppose they could be accused of promulgating their religion, to use a million-dollar word, but factually, perhaps they're just trying to impart some truth, some good common sense. But anyway, uh, it's kind of a moot discussion at this point because this book, The Way to Happiness, is completely secular. And uh, in fact, at the back of the book, it says here, this may be the first, you can look at this in the back cover of the book, you get your hands on a copy of it, which by the way, is very easy to get, to get a copy. If you don't know how to get a copy, just write me at info at wiseeastus.org. I'll send you a copy, free, I don't care, because it comes in a pamphlet form and I've got hundreds of copies around here, I'll send it to you. But uh, it says at the back, this may be the first non-religious moral code based wholly on common sense. It was written by L. Ron Hubbard as an individual work and is not part of any religious doctrine. Any 
reprinting or individual distribution of it does not infer connection with or sponsorship of any religious organization. It is therefore admissible for government departments and employees to distribute it as a non-religious activity. So there you go. So that's the Way to Happiness book. And precept 19, try not to do things to others that you would not like them to do to you. So I'll just read you. This is a short chapter, and we can go over this in some examples. But he starts out by saying, Mr. Hubbard starts out by saying, among many peoples in many lands for many ages, there have been versions of what is called, quote, the golden rule, end quote. Now, he puts a footnote here, very interesting. He says, the golden rule, although this is looked upon by Christians as Christian and is found in the New and Old Testaments, many other races and peoples spoke of it. It also appears in the Analects, that's A-N-A-L-E-C-T-S, writings by Mr. Confucius. It also appears in the Analects of Confucius, 5th and 6th centuries B.C., who himself quoted from other ancient works. It is also found in, quote, primitive, end quote, tribes. In one form or another, it appears in the ancient works of Plato, Aristotle, Isocrates, and Seneca. For thousands of years, it has been held by man as a standard of ethical conduct. The versions given in this book are newly worded, however, as in earlier wordings, it was thought to be too idealistic to be kept. It is possible to keep this version. So there's Mr. Hubbard's note on the golden rule, which he refers to in this precept. So he says, among many peoples in many lands, for many ages, there have been versions of what is called the golden rule. The above is a wording of it that relates to harmful acts. Only a saint, this is Mr. Hubbard's words, only a saint could go through life without ever harming another. But only a criminal hurts those around him without a second thought, completely aside from feelings of guilt or shame or conscience, all of which can be real enough and bad enough. It also happens to be true that the harm one does to others can recoil on oneself. Now, this is why I'm bringing this up as an episode of Business Wise, because I see many, many instances of this amongst the members and non-members of WISE alike in business, in life. You know, the way one treats others, why should one be shocked if that is how one is treated? Because as he says here, it tends to recoil on self. I mean, think to your own lives, okay? The individual, you've probably made this observation. You have an individual who is constantly harping and critical about the way others are treating them. But to discover that's exactly how they treat other people. Uh, a great example of this is simply the person who, you know, I can never seem to get anybody on the phone. You know, how come I can't get people to return my phone calls? Well, you know, if that individual were to look at how they treat the communications that are coming into them, how quickly do they respond to their phone calls? How quickly do they uh, answer their emails or their mail? How about the guy who is 
a vicious prick to his employees and then discovers that these various different agencies around him, you know, the IRS and the SEC and so forth, kind of treat him the same way he treats his employees. Have you ever seen that? You know, the guy who's dishing it out, sooner or later, someone's going to dish it out to them. And then, the, and then they often act very surprised about it. Like, how did, what, how did, what, what happened? How did that happen? Well, man, if that's what you're going to provide the universe, don't be too surprised that the universe isn't providing that to you. If you're going to jip your customers, are you really going to be shocked if you're jipped by those who are selling and servicing you? If you make a habit of selling lemons out of your uh, used car lot and you're always looking for the best deal to come back to you and you're shocked that guy that you hired to fix your roof, the roof leaks. This is, this is just part of the action and reaction in life. And you see that all the time if you really look for it. But the interesting thing is that the individuals who are perpetrating it and are sitting there being critical of others and their actions towards them seldom really look at their own actions towards others. And that's the shame of it, because if they really inspected that and decided, you know what, maybe I ought to mend my ways. Maybe I ought to be a little more polite to people, less rude. Maybe people will be less rude to me, uh, less violent with others. Maybe people will be less violent to me. I have uh, had a pretty interesting life and worked in some pretty dangerous environments. And it's always been interesting to me that treating people around me who have the reputation, perhaps, of being somewhat violent and uh, cruel, logging camps and tough neighborhoods and stuff like that, it, you know, get acquainted and be friendly. And strangely enough, people are quite willing to be friendly back. It's interesting. Mr. Hubbard covers this in something called the Law of Affinity. Men actually rather be in affinity with fellow men. And if you're demonstrating that and you're treating people with decency, that tends to be the way others will treat you. Grant them what we call beingness, the right to be themselves, the right to be alive, the right to be there. And uh, people tend to treat you that way. This has been something I've observed in my experience. Not to say it's infallible. There's not like there are injustices in the world, but nonetheless, and by the way, this doesn't mean always being, you know, nice, quote unquote. Oh, that's nice. A good friend who sees, you know, one of theirs going off the rails, a real friend grabs that person by the scruff of the neck and smacks him upside the head and says, wake up. Now, I would want someone to do that to me if I was going screamingly off the rails. That would be a true friend to me, not someone who would just allow me to continue to go down some slippery slope. That's a true friend. So it doesn't mean that you can't be forceful or energetic in handling someone's ethics in a manner when you see that they are going in the wrong direction because they're harming themselves, aren't they? Just ask yourself this question. Are you applying that precept? Try not to do things to others that you would not like them to do to you. Well, no, I wouldn't mind one of my friends saying, hey, the, the road you're going down there, mister, could have terrible consequences on your life, on your family, on yourself. That's a real friend. And so, uh, yeah, so, you know, don't confuse that. Just ask yourself, would you want others to treat you in that way? And if the answer is yes, then okay. Go ahead and dish it out like that. So he says, uh, Mr. Herbert goes on in this, particular chapter, he says, 
Not all harmful acts are reversible. One can commit an act against another which cannot be waved aside or forgotten. Murder is such an act. One can work out how a severe violation of almost any precept in this book could become an irreversible harmful act against another. The ruin of another's life can wreck one's own. Society reacts. The prisons and the insane asylums are stuffed with people who harmed their fellows. But there are other penalties, whether one is caught or not. Committing harmful acts against others, particularly when hidden, can cause one to suffer severe changes in his attitudes toward others and himself, all of them unhappy ones. The happiness and joy of life depart. This version of the Golden Rule is also useful as a test. When one persuades someone to apply it, the person can attain a reality on what a harmful act is. So, use this with others. Hey, uh, you know, particularly your business associates and so forth, or your employees even. You know, you watch an employee mishandling, being rude or brusque on the phone. Just ask them. How do you like it when people, when you call into a business and they're rude and brusque with you? Oh, I don't really like that very well. Well, then maybe you should try treating people a little bit differently when you answer the phone. He says it answers for one what harm is. By the way, people who do tend to be rude with other people. Ever notice how rude people are to them? And they are always complaining about it. It's just another great example of this action-reaction, right? So he says, um, it answers for one what harm is. The philosophic question concerning wrongdoing, the argument of what is wrong, is answered at once on a personal basis. Would you not like that to happen to you? No? Then it must be a harmful action. And, from society's viewpoint, a wrong action. It can awaken social consciousness. It can then let one work out what one should do and what one should not do. You know, you could go through your business. We call it dummy run the lines. You can come through and be a customer and just see how your reception handles you, how your assistant handles you, how the salespeople handle you how the service people handle you. Just say, look, I'm a customer. Treat me like you would treat a normal customer. And you can pick up some of the weirdest stuff. You can also do this in a sneaky way by having somebody else pose as a customer and then report back to you. That's actually not an uncommon business practice and not a bad idea because you can pick up the things that are being done that are wrong. And what's wrong? The things that they do to others that they wouldn't want to have done to them. And you can Fairly easily corrected by pointing that out. So then he goes on, he says, In a time when some feel no restraint from doing harmful acts, the survival potential of the individual sinks to a very low ebb. Look at what's going on these days. The kind of uh, abuses, the murder of innocent people. You know, it's like there seems to be less and less restraint on harmful acts. And whose survival potential is affected? All of us in society. How safe is it to walk through the streets of New York uh, in the middle of the night these days? Not as safe as it should be. So uh, starting to get others to raise their awareness on what a harmful act is by using this golden rule or this version of the golden rule is a very, very valuable and useful action. He finally says, if you can persuade people to apply this 
you will have given them a precept by which they can evaluate their own lives and for some opened the door to let them rejoin the human race. The way to happiness is closed to those who do not restrain themselves from committing harmful acts. All right, that's that entire precept. We read you the whole thing. Gave a bunch of examples of how they would apply in business. Try it. Just over the next week, try responding to everything and everyone as you would want to be responded to. If you want people to be reliable and trustworthy and to come through for you when uh, you ask them to do so, try to adopt a policy of being reliable and trustworthy and coming through for others. Say you're going to do something, do it. Maybe people around you say they're going to do something for you, we'll do something for you. And uh, even if they don't all the time, you'll find as a general rule, as you continue to apply this overall, you're going to find that others are working with you more reliably and they tend to be more worthy of trust just because that's what you're putting out there. Try dealing with your employees, perhaps in a way that you would hope to be treated by your, if you have seniors, by your own seniors, by um, the various agencies and so forth that monitor your activities in business. If you have a board that you have to uh, deal with and you want to get fair dealing from your board, you know, your your a healthcare provider or you're an attorney and you have to present uh, or defend yourself sometimes before a board, you're accused of different things, the kind of ways you'd want to be treated, use those ways in the way you treat others and see if it doesn't make a difference. Your customers generally were very um, polite. To, we are generally very polite to our customers, but you might be surprised how others treat your customers. Uh, what about your vendors? What about those who are trying to uh, connect with you and get you as a customer? Have you ever thought about that? Oh, these salesmen are such a nuisance. You know, they're calling and, you know, never return their calls and I'm always rude with them. And then what happens to our salespeople? What happens to us when we're attempting to make a sale? You know, it's a good policy to try to treat others the way you would want to be treated. And you might find suddenly many things opening up to you. Uh, life ends up being a much happier affair. People start magically returning your calls and emails and letters because you take care to make sure you do the same for others. And uh, people deal with you fairly because you're always trying to deal with them fairly. Try it and see if it doesn't make a dramatic difference in your business. Try it for a week. And if you don't see a difference, you can go back to your evil ways if you like. But uh, I think you'll find it's very uh, healthy and helpful to apply this uh, version of the golden rule from Mr. Hubbard. All right, well, thank you very much. That wraps it up for today. Simple lesson, but one easy to apply. Just try it out for yourself. And we will talk again next week. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the uh, episode, please do give us a like and leave us your comments. Write us at info at Thank you again for listening.